Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, and welcome to Blizzard Watch, the podcast where we watch Blizzard games. Uh, I'm Matt. I'm the host this week, and pretty much every week, except for when I'm not here, which happens sometimes. For instance, this week, somebody isn't here, so instead of that person, we have Mitch. Hello, Mitch. Say hi to everybody. Hello. Mitch is filling in for Alex, who is usually here, and uh, also with this week is Anne, who is almost always here. I don't. I think you've missed one show? I've missed a couple. And we hold yeah. that against you. Um, I try yeah. not to miss them. Like, because apparently you guys can't function if I'm not here. So we're <laughs> I don't kind know if of we function if I'm when not you are here. here. That's when we just don't do a show when I don't show up because I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I'm here. I'm here today. Alex uh, is not here. Mitch, Mitch, Mitch has eaten Alex. He will be see, playing the part I'm of sorry, Alex no. today. There is no way Mitch could eat Alex. <sighs> Let's look at the emails. Mitch couldn't even, Mitch would like fit. If Alex decided to pick Mitch up like a tiny baby, he could easily no, actually, they're not. pretty close to the same height. I mean, but I went I'm on a road trip size. with the two of them. I'm like five eight. Yeah, they're like, they're well, okay. Mitch I think is Alex five, is a little taller Alex than you. Alex is six but, foot four. Yeah, but yeah. they're both in relation to me because I'm like five <laughs> three. They're both tall. <laughs> I, was gonna, I was gonna say, I think maybe just just maybe you're skewing it a little. I have to look up at both of them. So. You're both tall people. You're on the same height. I'm 5'8". I'm 6'4". Same. I don't know. It's all relative from down here. <laughs> right. Anyway, uh, this week in in Blizzard things, uh, first up, I think we're just going to talk about it right off the bat. Uh, Nighthold is dropping today. In fact, by now, if you're listening to this like I'm doing the live recording, then Nighthold is out. And yeah. if you're listening to it tomorrow, then Nighthold is out. Uh, there's all sorts of interesting stuff with that. Um, you can now upgrade your legendary to 940. And if yes. you get a new legendary now, it will be 940. Yes. Um, so there's that to keep in mind. There's <clears throat> basically there's new quests that basically send you in world quests that send you into the Nighthold as well. Yes. Uh, rather than just, you know, the, the, I think that's kind of interesting. And if you do the uh, the, the time walking, which I believe is, um, isn't it uh, Wrath of the Lich King this week? Yep. 
Uh, if you do that, you get Nighthold gear. Um, it's actually Nighthold. It's a Nighthold chest instead of the chest it was before. So that's that's interesting. Wait, too. really? Because this is news to me. Yeah, yeah, apparently. See, I uh, never do time walking, but now I'm kind of like tempted to go do it because I don't usually do the raids. Oh, yeah. There we go. Catch Nowadays, I don't do the raids unless it's like LFR. Mm-hmm. And LFR comes out next week. It comes out the 24th of January. Um, right now, Nighthold, Normal, and Heroic are open. And Mythic. Next week, Mythic in the first one of LFR. And then yeah, and then LFR releases. It's like once a week. Up no, through. it's every two. Is it's it every two? Yeah, it's every two weeks. Ah, why are they doing so, that? Some of them they do like, like the, sometimes it's the first one and then the second one a week later and then it's two weeks. But yeah. I, yeah. I don't know why they're doing every two weeks. It's kind of ridiculous. Like, what's yeah. the point of that? Uh, there's also, like, I, I don't... I haven't actually been doing this, and people are constantly surprised, but the the quests to get the, the Falcosaur mount... Uh-huh. You have to... one of the, I think you have to kill the first boss in Nighthold to, to get to progress in the quest. There's a part of the quest chain that takes you there to kill that guy. I don't know why, but... I, I haven't okay. even started that stuff. Yeah, I don't even know how to start that stuff. I just noticed that there's world quests around that, like... I have to go cull some Falcosaurs, and I think that that's not the same thing. Well, they send you to because the... instead of nurturing one, I'm just killing all of them. <laughs> there's there's usually a baby one in an area that you have to have the right thing to give them to get it to follow you, and then oh. it's kind of similar to this. remember the little baby dinosaur you get in Zulgarub when it's yeah, became... okay. it's all, all, sort of like the horde mount too, the raptor in Angoro, right? I the Ravasaur, yeah, yeah. I don't know the Ravasaur mount stuff, so I can't answer that question. That's kind of cool, but okay. it's. It's like that, and then I don't know what happens. because I So heard. so there's another section of it that takes you into Nighthold? You, yeah, yeah, you get... I mean, there's different Falcosaur mounts, too. So it's not like nobody has the Falcosaur. It's just that one of the variations apparently needs Nighthold. Yeah, one okay. of them. The, the Crimson one, I believe, but I'm not 100% on that. Anyway, but, so if you were waiting for LFR, you're going to have to wait another week for that to even start. But if you want to hit Normal or Heroic, they're both open right now. So that's cool. Uh, it, it, I don't. I raid semi-casually, but one of my my raid might do it tonight, and so if I do, I'll, I'll say something about it. Somewhere. I believe I believe the weekly boss this week is Trilliax, and I want to say no, it's Humongous. Is it hum? No, Humongous is the one that's like out hum- on the island. Humongous. I'm talking about the weekly raid boss. Yeah, I did. Uh, weekly in Nighthold. Raid, no, weekly. Yeah, weekly raid boss in Nighthold is Etten, your foot in the door, Torm the brute. Yeah. That's oh, right. okay. All right. And then the the. Oh, okay. I thought you meant the weekly world boss. I'm like, that guy's humongous. No, the world boss is like humongous or whatever that's humongous, out by yeah. Bradenbrook on yeah, the island off the coast. Yeah, the gloaming. He was he was a pain in the butt. Was he? Oh, he I does this know. weird water thing that everyone yeah, doesn't I know. deal with. I showed up and everybody just kind of got together and beat the snot out of him. This was the first thing this morning, though, so... Yeah, he was geez. on the island. He wasn't in the water or even near it, like, when we fought him. Like, he was just up on the island. Yeah. He yeah. And he just kept dropping, like, those ice things everywhere. It was yeah. not fun for me as a melee. I was constantly having to run out no, of No, I mean, I, I was playing my rogue, and I did not have fun with the whole ice thing, but at the same time, like, none of the tanks that were tanking him kept him in one spot for too long. They kept him moving pretty good. So... Yeah, we managed to I get him down he, pretty easy. I don't think when I did it, I don't think there was a tank. <laughs> His oh. continuous switching of targets indicated to me that he was just killing people. And See, we that, had, that sounds more like a... a I want to say we boss. had like two druids there. There was a paladin that was tanking for a little while. There was a death knight. Um, I'm not sure oh. if there were any warriors tanking. 
people in chat are saying um, the mob you're talking about is right before Trillax, the third boss. Yes. So it's it's kind of like Ice Crown Citadel, if anyone remembers how they would have random quests or, pop up every now and then. Right. Thunder, yeah, Throne of Thunder did it. Or too. Throne of Thunder, yeah. Right, and both so, both the world boss and the mob in the raid, they give you a thousand resources. Yeah. If I remember correctly from when I was looking at it this morning, they both give you a thousand order hall resources, which is handy, I guess, if you're still collecting those. I am, so. I'm, I'm not those because... for when they inevitably put in some sort of order yeah. resource sink at the end of the expansion. Exactly. Well, right, <laughs> right now for me, since I have my my follower, I, who's Thorum, has the things that give you like 125 order resources. I get like 225 order resources every time I do a world quest. So oh, very so you quickly. take a guy with you, don't you? Oh yeah, because he. No, I, I don't think even use I'm him weird. Time. I think I'm weird, you guys. I mean, like, besides from the obvious ways in which, yes, I am weird. I and I did this in Warlords too. The followers that you can take with you out in the world, I never use them. I don't I, like having them around. They get I in the way. Them. Yeah, so that's why the ones I use are always cooldowns instead of guys who are always yeah, there. Yeah, see, and I can't be bothered with the cooldown. I'll just go solo stuff. I don't care. See, the yeah. the reason I have a combat ally in uh, Legion, here we go, uh-huh. um, is because I have him equipped with like a plus 50 and a plus 25 order resources for world quest thing. Right. So essentially 75 resources every world quest. And, and I mean, okay, I can see that. And I can see where that would be handy. I just, I, I just don't like having a follower out and about with me. Or even if it's just a cooldown, it's like, oh, it's another cooldown to keep track of. Well, I don't care. Rogue, it can really mess with stealth. I mean, they sort of yeah. have it working sometimes, but it's really annoying. Like even for me, I'll try to um, do the night elf thing. Uh, what is it called? Where you can essentially vanish. I'm right. And the name Shadow Melt. Shadow Melt. Yeah. Um, because I must want my so, elf so, warrior yeah. users. Yeah. Sometimes I'll shadow meld right as my guardian is like, let the light full flow through you. And I'm like, no, go away. And then they aggro onto him <laughs> and then they aggro onto me. No, and... I do have to say with my druid, like, I mean, my druid, I took people out with me. Mostly I took brawl out with me, brawl bear mantle, because it's brawl. Um, and every time I went kitty and went stealth, he'd go stealth with me. Yeah. So, so like the mechanic was there, and and it worked fine as far as that was concerned. It's just, I don't know. It's it's the same thing that annoys me about playing my hunter. The the extra dudes, the extra dudes always get in the way when I'm trying to loot or if I'm trying to like it doesn't matter what I'm trying to do. They always get in the way. It's it's like they're programmed to stand on the one thing that I want to be clicking on at all times. Yeah, for me, <laughs> I, I like using Thorin for two reasons. One is the resource thing, like I just said, and the other is because he's a cooldown. And I only I summon him, he buffs me, and then does a lot of damage, and then goes away. Yeah. Uh, the reason I like having him is when I use him in 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 uh, Stormheim, I keep thinking, "Hey, look, it's your god, and he's punching you in the face." <laughs> I I called your god to hit you in the face. How does that feel? Okay, feel that's right that's now? a good reason. That's pretty like, good. You know, because I, I don't, like, there's just something about the fact that I'm getting hit by Vikings who are like, that something belongs to the Skullvold War. I'm like, really? Could, could you tell your god that? This one right here? Yeah, you, you have a chat with him. That's his maze he's hitting you with, Kralmir. Yeah, he just yelled that. That's how you know it's Kralmir. Yeah, okay, I'm just going to stand over here. For, okay, yeah, you're So we dead. got totally off topic, but there's like, <laughs> yeah. um, 
Night hold is this week. Night hold this week. And then I know you your second email here is that Valera is confirmed for Heroes of the Storm, but I feel like we should point out Valera is on the PTR as of today. And there's a new set of PTR patch notes. And Mitch, I think you're more familiar with Heroes than I am. Yeah, I was actually, that was originally my plan was to have yeah. a PTR showing, but I only have her in tri mode. I haven't fully purchased her yet. Okay. Um, but yeah, she, Valera is in and she is awesome. She is a WoW rogue put into Heroes. Um, she like, seemed very much like Varian was, where Varian yes. is basically a WoW warrior, and she's she had everything I think of when I think of rogues. Yeah, and the thing is, like she has you know kind of a standard rogue toolkit where she has different abilities inside and outside of stealth. But the the real kicker, like that makes her feel very roguey, is her talent set. She'll have like crippling poison in one tier as an option. Cold blood is in like her final tier option. Mutilate um, is a, another talent option that like changes sinister strike. Um, and you know, these are just a couple standouts, but all in all, like she has a lot of rogue talents that are either existing or used to exist for, you know, classic. And she rogue. uses combo points, correct? She does use combo points as well. Yeah. Also, she has a really fast attack speed. Like, I don't think anyone's ever had a 2.0 base attack speed. Um, but she's, she's going to get nerfed for one, like all new heroes usually do. Um, but two, if you like playing rogues and you're kind of into heroes, you're, you're going to like her. Um, you know what Valera reminded me of? What? That I don't have smoke bomb anymore, and that's really irritating. Oh, yeah. It's a subtlety only thing now. Assassination doesn't have it. Outlaw yeah. doesn't have it either. And I really hate that. But Valera looks really cool. No, she's really, <laughs> she <laughs> I'm is. I'm just like, I'm sitting here going, okay, so she gets to have mutilate and smoke bomb. How come I can't do that? Well, yeah. And <laughs> when I got to cold blood, I was like, is that still in the game? It is. Like, I it think. Is? Okay. I don't know. I think it's I not a, it's not an assassination around. thing. I remember walking around in vanilla with my hands all glowy blue and I was like, "Oh, this brings back memories." Cold blood eviscerate, man. Yup. Anyway, yeah, so she's very roguey um and a lot of fun even just in the try mode. Outside of that, the the major changes from the patch notes, um Tassadar got a huge rework, which people seem to enjoy. I haven't played Tassadar in a long time. Um but his base attack speed was increased by like 400% or something, but his damage was reduced, and it's default now. He channels and slows. And then a whole bunch of other changes. Anna said he seems more magey now, um, which you know, should be interesting. Like I said, people seem to like it. Rexar also got some changes, um, but he's lame. Nobody likes Rexar. Did Rhaegar get some changes? Rexar and Tassadar were the big ones. The other ones were just really minor changes. Okay. I don't know if Rhaegar got any. I saw somebody talking about Rhaegar and how something got fixed or something, and they were really excited. Mm-hmm. I'll check in a sec. But okay. other than that, there's so, a sandbox mode. Yeah, I was going to say, tell us about sandbox mode, because this sounds fascinating. Let me find the notes real quick, because they'll explain it better. But, I mean, it's essentially kind of like, I mean, it's it's sandbox mode. You can pick a map, though, and, like, enable cheats and, like, enable other people to use cheats. Like, by default, it's just this party leader, but... So basically, it's like those crazy games you run in Overwatch. Yeah, kind of. Only in Heroes of the Storm. And I think even more control. Oh, really? Yeah, let me... Okay, I'm pulling them up right now because it's... To, it to be clear, guys, in, in Overwatch, you can make custom games and you can make custom games with certain limitations and stuff in them. So if you want to make a custom game where, I don't know, people don't have to 
there's there's you can have like, like no cooldowns. No cooldowns. No, like it. there's there's crazy stuff that you can do that obviously would never apply in an actual rated match of Overwatch, but you could do it just for funsies, right? That's what's going on here. That's what Sandbox is for heroes. Yeah, I'm assuming. so it says a new version of Cursed Hollow has been added to custom games. So I think it's just the one map, but you can have up to 10 players like a normal match. By default, one player has the cheat menu. However, they can share cheats. Cheat features a wide variety of options. Set the game speed to slow, slower, normal, fast, faster, stuff like that. Toggle minions, enable or disable minion spawns for each team. Reset the structures. Toggle the tribute spawning. Um, instantly moves the players to the hero's, lo- or hero's camera location. Players hero to the camera location. So, you so can it's like a warp. Teleport. Yeah, exactly. Reset all of the talents. Um, you can either reset it for just yourself or for everybody. Reset cooldowns. Can only be used once every five seconds, but, you know, still. Uh, set the team level 1 through 30. Toggle infinite mana. Set damage dealt. So you can do from 0 to 300% of normal damage. And then damage taken, same thing. So it's so basically it's you can like enable God time. mode if you wanted to. Okay, yeah. I want this for World of Warcraft arenas now. <laughs> I, <laughs> That'd be I'd weird. I would seriously love to doing like custom matches modes. like that in in yeah. arenas. Yeah, or yeah. even like even imagine an Alterac Valley situation where everybody had <gasps> infinite cooldowns. Yeah, just hit them. You know, so just constantly hit them whatever you wanted. That like, sounds like so much fun. When they added the tri mode, this or I don't know if they added, but they uh, they've updated the tri mode every now and then. But the tri mode. It's you know single player experience. You have you can toggle an NPC enemy and an NPC healer who's unfortunately Malfurion. He's the worst. Um, but like you can set your level and do all that stuff. This is like the first time you actually have a full on map where you can get you know five v five and have the cheats on it and just have fun with it. And it's just cursed hollow right now, right? For now, yeah. Okay. But yeah, that, still I that's fine. No one if they'd mentioned that before, and it kind of was like, hey, here's a sandbox mode. They'd mentioned it before, like they'd mentioned that they were going to release something like that. I want to say that they talked about it at BlizzCon. That's, I can't that's, remember. I vaguely remember maybe hearing something. but Yeah, but it was they didn't have any details or anything. It was just something that they had talked about a little bit. Which is sort of like how the Heroes Brawl was shown at BlizzCon yeah. 2015 and then didn't show up for months. This just kind of came out of nowhere. Oh, and there's the um, the rooster mounts. One of them is yeah. the Lunar Rooster. Yeah, the golden version cost gold which isn't too surprising the other one you have to do 25 race events so it's a slightly different event than the like i forget what it was last year but it's yeah, the but lunar festival event and you have to do it 25 times the, the rooster mount i gotta say um don't go to the reddit threads if you want a sober rational discussion <laughs> of this mount because What's another not... name for rooster yeah the, the, he's really know. pretty and jewel toned and i like him a lot and the gold one is okay but i actually prefer the the one that's like the jewel tone colors i think he's pretty looking yeah he's probably but either way just just be aware people are gonna say things about this mount did you the... see they had the in development video and valera was on that but some of the other yeah. stuff that was on that they had um the had fel- Sam- as a monkey king no oh, the fell saber the fell saber mount for the demon hunters that's actually coming into heroes of the storm and it looks really good yeah, so that's actually part of the Valera bundle. If you wanna, they're doing the thing now where bundles are a hero, a skin, and a mount. Yeah, you can't just do the hero and the skin bundle, which is, yeah. But the mount is cool. But you get that um, with Valera and the Valera skin as part of the bundle. I think usually they're released standalone a couple weeks later. But for now, the only way to get it is through the bundle. Well, it, and then the other the mount bundles. was just a cloud. Yeah, the oh, Nimbus yeah, the cloud. Nimbus cloud. So I loved that. Flying <laughs> Nimbus. 
I thought I was I was disappointed when, in Mists when they gave you the cloud mount and it isn't really a cloud. Oh yeah, no, no. It's a disc it's, with the cloud. It's a disc. No, no, I like the, the disc, disc. I use that disc constantly. No, I like the disc fine, but the disc looks like a HeroClix base. A little so bit, time, yeah. Every time I see my character on it, it's like, hey, I finally got that figure print I always wanted to get. Oh no, it's just me. I don't know. It doesn't look like a cloud. I wanted I think, it to look like a cloud. I think that the reason that I like it and the reason that I use it so much is, number one, it's great for when you want to take screenshots from first person. Small, too. Yeah, and it's also small. You can maneuver it. But if you're riding it on a female blood elf, they do that crouch thing. Yeah, I know. Stealth because, crouch. Oh, yeah. And I it looks great. It just... it visually it looks really good so that's the one i use all the time i prefer how it looks on a night elf for one very simple reason the night elf always like looks rocked back on her heels like she's gonna hit something oh yeah i don't like the crouch but forsaken is the best forsaken forsaken female forsaken female is the best in that mount because they look like they're like ah what is this thing i'm standing (laughs) on oh god i'm gonna fall off it's like (laughs) it's like all those videos of people awkwardly trying to maneuver on a segway yeah. If you ever if you've ever seen people who decided they were going to teach their pet how to surf and oh, the dog god. is on the surfboard going, "Oh god, what?" That dog? that's the Forsaken pretty that's much. How the Forsaken stand on that thing is yeah. it's the funniest thing. <laughs> it's fantastic. But, it's uh, brilliant. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, Valera's on the PTR right now along with all of that other stuff and you can check the patch notes. We've got them up on the website, but I think you can also check them on the Heroes of the Storm website too. Yeah. Yeah. But check them on our site. Bunch of stuff. Yeah. Bunch of stuff happening all at once to Heroes of the Storm, which is pretty great. All right. Well, uh, at this point, I guess we're going to start moving on to emails. Uh, if you have an email for the show, send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com. And please put Blizzard Watch in the subject line. That way we'll know it's for us and not for the other show. Because we, we do do two shows that get a lot of emails. So that would be helpful. Uh, usually, and this week as well, Anne reads these for us because, you know, I have terrible eyes. So, Anne? Okay. Um... This email is so long that I'm going to assume that the name at the bottom, Ryan, that is who this is from? Yeah, Jagoda, I think is his character name. Okay, all right. So uh, he says, first off, sorry for emailing three different addresses. I didn't know about that, but uh, yeah. Podcast (laughs) at blizzardwatch.com. There's your email address for you. Uh, they have a seri- I have a series of half-lore, half-speculation questions. I was reading a discussion about the various Forsaken factions, and it got me wondering, do the Defilers continue their work in Arathi now that... What? Spoilers, Trollbane is dead. Oh, okay, Trollbane is dead. <laughs> okay, people, if you're emailing us with a question, please don't block out the spoiler stuff, because, like... I, it's okay. We're supposed to read it aloud. You don't have to black it out for us. <laughs> I didn't know there was supposed to be text there. Anyway, uh, do the Defilers continue their work in Arathi now that Trollbane is dead? Are the Hands of Vengeance still active in Northrend now that the rest of the Horde has moved on, or did they disband? What role do you think the Royal Apothecary Society plays now that Sylvanas is war chief? It has been made pretty clear that they're not searching for a cure for the undeath. For undeath. How do you think old undead, that is, the ones who broke free from the Lich King, feel towards new undead, the ones raised by Valkyr? Could you... Okay, this is like a million questions. Um, so Want to answer them like in a piece at a time? Yeah, let's just answer these a piece at a time. Um, and we'll just Today's do podcast, that. Today's podcast, one email. <laughs> Today's podcast, one email, a million questions about Forsaken. Uh, okay, so the first first question here. Do the Defilers continue their work in Arathi now that Trollbane's gone? Um, no. No. They don't. No. Uh, at the end of the Death Knight class order hall, the Defilers were basically not there. Galen Trollbane was in charge himself as kind of like he was installed as leader. He gone now. 
So the Forsaken are basically just as rocked back on their heels there as everybody. Like, yeah. At least, Arathi is currently up for grabs. Nobody has it. You know, it'd be great if one Danath Trollbane came back and did something. I'm just saying it'd be cool. Stromgard making a resurgence. Hint, hint. Okay, so uh, next question. Are the Hand of Vengeance still active in Northrend now that the rest of the Horde has moved on, or did they disband? I don't know if they disbanded. Uh, there's no way to know because there's no one that said anything about it. But it's probably fair to assume that the settlements they started are still there and maintained by a skeleton staff. Sorry, I couldn't resist. <laughs> um, but in terms of them, attempt, the Hand of Vengeance doesn't have the purpose they used to have because the guy they wanted vengeance on is dead. Yeah. So they were just a branch of the Forsaken that was sent north to go ahead and like take the plague up there and bring Arthas down. Well, or bring the Lich King down. Lich King's gone. Um, they might still have facilities up there or whatever, but other than that, I think most of them just came back down south and now they're just Forsaken again because that's just what happens after wars in certain areas. Um, the stuff. The thing is, is like okay. When we have an expansion that comes out and that that expansion has little factions in it, like, uh, oh, gosh, what was the Cenarian one that was in Burning Crusade? The Cenarian Expedition? Yeah, yeah. the Cenarian Expedition, like stuff like the Cenarian Expedi- Expedition, the Hand of Vengeance, these these little sub factions that come out and the, the offshoots that go up. Um, we could even I think we could even put, uh, oh, gosh, I just blanked on the name. The Ashen yeah. Verdict. The Ashen Verdict, which was like yeah. the combination of the Ebon Blade and... Um, the Argent Crusade. They're valid for as long as that expansion goes. And they don't really usually carry on to the next unless they're specifically referenced or mentioned. And if they aren't specifically referenced or mentioned, then we don't know what happened to them. And that, that well, sort it, of happened like some with, of them, yeah. what, the... The Argent... They have too many Argents, but there's the one that... Um, took... The Argent on Argent Crusade? Yeah, is in um, Western Plaguelands now. That's the Argent Dawn. Yeah, that's the Argent Dawn. Yeah, they or the were... Argent Crusade. Are they still the Argent Crusade? Not anymore. Did as they split of this expansion? Okay. As of this expansion, they're now all part of the Silver Hand. Okay. Okay, but, but yeah, the... like so, they were in Wrath of the Lich King, and then you—I mean, because of Cataclysm, you saw stuff happen. Uh, but they were like specifically okay, so... moved. Originally, what happened with that one was it was the Argent Dawn back in Vanilla, and then they merged with the Silver Hand to create the Argent Crusade in Wrath. And now, apparently, they've decided to like just call themselves the Silver Hand again. Well, when you when your Paladin guy takes over, yeah, like, he basically takes over everything uh-huh. and establishes a new Silver Hand that also brings in the uh, Blood Elves, the uh, Torin, and the Draenei. Okay, orders. So it's like. The Argent Crusade is kind of like a subgroup. There's people who are still members of that. Like for that matter, there's like Iliar Dawnbringer from the, Brother, the the Brotherhood of the Light. He's there, and he still says Brotherhood of the Light on him. Okay. But they're all kind of underneath the Silver Hand thing. They're the all Hand. under that same kind of label now. Uh, it's it's weird. It's like it's like uh, when a cable company starts buying out. <laughs> it's like a holy cable company. Yes. <laughs> it's like a holy cable company. Somewhere up at the top, there's a Naru, and they're very wealthy. Okay, uh, how do you think, quote-unquote, old undead, that is, the ones that broke free from the Lich King, feel towards the new undead, the ones that were raised by the Valkyr? Uh, from what little we've seen to process Can it, I get... I, I want to actually get Mitch to, like, comment on this, if you've got... Do you have any thoughts on this, Mitch? Because you haven't hardly said anything. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, I was trying to mull this one over, because it's... <sighs> 
like I don't know necessarily how the whole I know they broke free from the Lich King, but like the Forsaken seem to have various like uh, effects when they're raised by the Valkyr. Like we the new undead starting zone, uh-huh. new ish, I guess. Um, there's like you know one person who freaks out, one person who's like yeah for the for the Banshee Queen, and then one person who like denies it, which is you know a big story, uh, big story. But like I. I think as long as they're on the all on the same page, they wouldn't. I mean, like if an old undead or a, a new undead, one raised by the Valkyr, was like, "No, I don't want this. I hate my life." I think you know, undead in general might kind of look down on that and be like, "Dude, come on, Sylvanas is awesome." Um, but I think it's more the mindset of the individual, and I don't know if that's shaped so much by old versus new as it is just the individual themselves. I don't. I don't think that there's necessarily any Forsaken sitting on their rocking porch, like, pointing out, back going, in back day, in my day, we broke free from the Lich King's thrall, and we liked it. Didn't get none of this raised Uphill, by both the ways, in the snow. Yeah. yeah. There's, was... um, there's a particular character, uh, and he's really old. He's been in the game forever. Uh, he's a, since we're talking about the Argent Crusade, that's what made me think of him. Uh, I can never remember his name, because he's just been around so long that i just think of him as leonard bartholomew that's him uh leonard bartholomew he's uh, up there and uh lights hope he's an undead he's always been a forsaken and he basically walked away from sylvanas he turned he turned and walked away said she's not she's not sane and what what she's selling i don't want any part of so he here you have a very old forsaken one who broke free from the lich king on his own he he powered his way through that curse just like the rest of them and he's looked at Sylvanas and said, nope. Whereas it, that's pretty much the, the real thing. That's the, the core of Forsaken society is they just switched masters. If you look at their society, yeah. they traded the Lich King for Sylvanas. They did it for reasons like, you know, she was offering them, you know, hey, we'll, we'll stay together. It's the only place we can be together in the world. And we, you know, we won't be judged as monsters and we won't be destroyed by outsiders who don't understand. But it's still a situation where they regain their free will. But they had nothing. They didn't have, like, it's not like you get your free will back and get to go back to your life. Your life is gone. Yeah. You're, and that was you're a corpse. You know, Voss, Sylvanas Lily and, and it's Voss almost, tried that. It's, it's she, like worse than your life being gone because your life is still there, but everybody's moved on without you. Yeah, and, and if it, you try and go back to it, they're going to be terrified and disgusted and appalled, like. You, so, I mean, you, they're even alive. It, yeah, you don't you yeah. don't go get get to go be yourself again. You're somebody, something completely new, and what you are is appalling to about ninety five percent of Azeroth's population. Good luck with yeah. that. If you look at the Barovs, as another example, where you have the two Barov brothers, you know, one of them alive and the other forsaken, and they were fighting over who got to be like, you know, like who does the Skolomans belong to? It was really like. Dude, neither one of you is going to get this place. Do you not get that this place is completely full of ravening scourge? But, you know, the, the one Barov would not even accept that his brother was alive because he wasn't, you know, he, he's I saw him die. You know, that's the problem yeah. that a lot of the Forsaken have, even if even if they could somehow try to go back, if, if the place that they're from wasn't completely filled with undead. It's not I like, feel like you know, it's just the, the new ones. The new ones are basically, when they're raised by the Valkyr, they're kind of given a choice. They're, as much as I, I still think there's some mind messery going on here, they're given a choice, and a lot of times, if they reject it, they're put down. Like there's, they're like, there's... okay, you can be dead again. I, I do feel like, though, go, going back to what you said about Leonid 
the one who's like really, really old and he turned away from Sylvanas. There are other examples, or there were, they've been since been taken out of the game, um, of Forsaken that weren't entirely keen on what Sylvanas was like. Yeah, they exactly. weren't really picking up what she was putting out there as far as that goes. And and if you remember back in well, I think Cataclysm was where it took it out because they replaced it with the uh, Plants vs. Zombies farm. But there was um, there was this whole series of quests involving Bloodstone out near the ruins of Dalaran. And there was a compound there. And you were sent there to take care of Traitorous Forsaken, who had apparently sided with the humans in that area. And one of those humans, if you killed her, you picked up her journal. She had a journal. And if you read through that journal, it talked about how these three Forsaken showed up at their fort and they were looking for sanctuary, essentially, because Sylvanas was up to something really terrible and they didn't want any part of it. So there's been examples of Forsaken that aren't entirely on board with Sylvanas. Um, but I don't think that there's any kind of like class structure within yeah, not, the Forsaken. It's not generational. It, even with the, yeah. the ones who are raised yeah. by the Valkyrie are still considered Forsaken. But again, it seems more like a, a cultish mindset. Like you're with us or you're against us. Yeah. Like and Old or new, it doesn't matter. Just be on our side. Yeah. And things are going to go smooth for you. That's it. Okay. Uh the next question, could you see a splinter group in the same vein as Red Paths, but more successful rising up? A splinter group of Forsaken? Maybe, but the thing is, is like, as we were saying, those examples, they're few and far between. They are, they do exist, but the overwhelming majority of Forsaken are thoroughly on Sylvanas' side. And no, I don't think that they turn on her. Yeah, no. and here, here's another Not unless thing. she did something monumentally terrible that well, they didn't yeah. even agree with. And here's another thing, though. Like, if, if they ever turn on Sylvanas, she's the war chief now. And even if she weren't the war chief, she could easily say, hey, Horde, I need help. There's a group. Lie about what they're doing. Say, like, oh, they're up to no good. And then have the Horde back. Hey, you remember with that whole battle for the Undercity thing? We've got part two going on right now. Can you help me wipe out the majority of my own people? Thanks. Yeah. And then it's like, all right, taken care of. Like, there's not a whole unless every single person. Turned One against character. Them dead. There's one character out there who could possibly lead a splinter group of Forsaken. And that character is Lillian Voss. Yes. Yep. And she hates Forsaken. Oh, absolutely. She, she became the thing that she hates the most. And it made her hate it even more. So, yeah. Not seeing that happening. And, uh, yeah, okay, there's more questions, but... Okay, uh, question. The skeletal orc in Warspear next to the Apothecary, is that evidence that the Valkyrie can raise non-humans or the Royal Apothecary Society making progress on their own efforts? Um, I don't think that's ever mentioned anywhere, so I don't really have an answer for you. We know that yeah. you can get orc undead. Yeah. Because the, the the original Death Knights were essentially orc souls. I was going to say, you can, get, you can get any undead, because look at how many races could be Death Knights. As troll undead, you yeah. know. Is. Yeah, so that's, but... the, the, whether or not the apothecary have figured it out. I mean, the Valkyrie, I'm pretty sure, could raise anybody they wanted to. Yeah, um, if names, you're a death, though, because that was a, the whole thing. No, no, didn't... no. If you're a Death Knight, um, the Valkyrie were infused by the Lich King's power, but they they did it. It was the Valkyrie who were doing it. It was just the Lich King's power doing it. Yeah, but now that the Lich King's gone, I mean, the whole thing in Silver Pine was that, like, oh, they're you know. They're opting to the take Worgen the Worgen are curse. To yeah, we'll see. I think they may be immune to the plague. Who knows? I don't know. Because the thing is, is that the Valkyr directly raised people on Fenris Isle. Yeah. And yeah, they, but I don't think those were Worgens. There were just humans. It was that. during the. It was when you were going to the mission, and he was offering them the blood. It was a, uh, oh lordy heck, uh, eye patch boy. 
Crowley. Uh, when Crowley, it was literally to interrupt the meeting where Crowley was offering people his blood so they wouldn't turn into um, Yeah, but, but when so, the people you're raising, those haven't taken the blood yet. And then you get to interesting, the top though, of the castle the people, and they take people it. People you're raising immediately proclaim loyalty to Sylvanas when previously they were all sorts of anti-Sylvanas. So that, that's why There's, I don't, yeah. Yeah, there are implications here and there that some of these bodies that they're raising are almost blindly devoted to Sylvanas. Like, they just aren't too bright. Some of them, some some of the Forsaken are smarter than others, and some of these ones that the Valkyr are lifting up from from death aren't. They just aren't the sharpest tools in the shed. Um, I think it's probably understandable if you know you've been wrenched out of death, you might be a little disoriented for a bit. Just a little, but yeah, some of them are phenomenally stupid, and they're willing to blindly follow Sylvanas because uh, that's the only thing available to do right now. Somebody just gave me a direction. I guess I'll do that. So. I don't know. There's layers. There's layers of Forsaken. Yeah, that, I don't I, I don't think that they view each other as like, you know, different classes or anything like that. It's just they're all Forsaken. They're all kind of in the same boat. They can't go home again. That's yeah, it. it. I think since he mentioned Royal Apothecary, I think we may have skipped one that said, what is the Royal Apothecary Society's role? Now that it's been clear she's not searching for they're a cure. Still doing, they're still making poison and clay and stuff. But... Yeah, they're, I mean... They're not searching for a cure for the undeath. They're searching to make everyone play. Dead. Yeah, they plague. just they like the plague. They like making the plague happen. Um, they're just doing it kind of secretly now. You know what? I'm gonna skip the rest of these questions because we've been talking about this for yeah. like almost 20 minutes. <laughs> we have other ones. Sorry, Ryan, but thank you for the questions. There were quite a lot of them. Uh, our next question is from Thranduil on Alonsus EU. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that name correctly. I hope so. I took a good stab at it. Uh, they said, hello, the Watcher's Disciples. That's an interesting moniker. Thank you. Do you think Blizzard has something against white-colored gear? I want my rogue to look like Storm Shadow, but there's barely any white leather. Same with mail and plate. Best wishes, Thranduil. I can't um, think of any actually played-out white plate. Even the Alabaster's plate set isn't quite white. There's, um... There's some white male gear, but it's only like a few select pieces, and they're not true white. It's kind of like an off-white with some gray shading on them, yeah, and I can't be- remember the name of them. I want to say bone, but I'm not sure. Um, white leather, I think the only white leather is the ghost claw. Is it ghost claw? I think it's ghost claw. Yeah, there's not a lot of white. There's not a lot of flat out white. And I think it, a lot of that has to do with just like white's boring. I don't I honestly feel like the white that we have the game, the most white is in cloth. Yeah, that's yeah there, there is like a whole like the Aurora set, I think, is all white. The Aurora set. And then even like the moon cloth gear, it has like blue accents, but the majority of it is white. Yeah. And then there's the priest tier six is I mean, it's like white and gold, but it's still it's still the majority of it is white. So, I mean, there is some white cloth gear out there. I think a lot of it, though, just has to do with white isn't the most visually interesting thing to look at in a video game most people would rather be looking at colors colors are just you could do more with colors than you could do with flat I, white i am a bit surprised that there's not more white plate because the cloth i can see you know there's a lot of holy magic users like white mage type things right that sort of ties into like plate cloth user or plate cloth plate magic users kind of like paladins i i'm surprised there's not at least like one white plate set but yeah, yeah i mean visually it's probably just not something that 
it's just Especially not with as Wow's cartoony style. Uh, yeah, it's just not as visually interesting to look at. And although I'm right there with you, I wish that there was more white leather because I think it'd look pretty cool. But so yeah. far, they haven't engineered any that looks good. Even the Ghost Claw, I want to say it's Ghost Claw. That that leather set, it looks like white fur, and it's kind of white and gray. I know what one you're talking about. Right, and it doesn't. It, it it's okay, but it's not that flat white palette that a lot of people kind of tend to look yeah. towards. It's sort of like why they don't have all black gear. You'll notice that there's not all black gear either. There's some like, robes, there's some cloth out there that's like black robes with colored accents on them. You want black gear, basically your best bet is plate. Yeah. More, more yeah. black. There's more black plate than there is anything it's else. more black but plate out there, but black leather, plate, you can't find solid black leather. There's like a couple of pieces and that's this, it. This is going to be a slight tangent, but this makes me, I really, really want them to add dice to the game. And I think that could have been a better way to make um, yep. milling and inscription yep. you know, more useful. Like it, it has pigments. They, they have pigments in the game already. Instead of making like tomes, the kind of go-to thing that people need to get from scribes. Have That's the thing have is, dice. if they wanted to get rid of the glyph system, okay, get rid of the glyph system, but to replace it with something of equal value. What's it of equal value? Character customization. Keep it in that same character customization wheelhouse. Make them able to make armor dies similar to what we see out of Diablo. The problem with that, though, is that they have to come up with new color palettes for how many armor sets? That's the thing is yeah. you don't necessarily, if you're going to have dies, don't necessarily make the die system as flexible as the Diablo one. Don't make it be able to color everything. Um, we know yeah. there's lots of color skins out there that they that are not accessible to players. Uh, there's a there's like there's, a black and blue version of the Priest Tier 6. Or like yeah. a, it's so cool. But we there's, can't a, there's a set that, you know, Magni wears, not Magni, uh, Muradin wears in ICC. It's the ICC gear, the warrior set, except it's blue. Oh yeah. And only he gets that. That is it's like Sorfang has a red and a red set, but that's that is the heroic version. You can get that. You can't get the other set. And there's lots of stuff like that. There's yeah. there's even if the if Die just did that, if it just unlocked colors that are already out there but not usable by players, it would be worth it. Yeah, or I don't think there's enough of those in the leather spectrum it, though. Imagine adding to leatherworking, blacksmithing, whatever, like a one set or more that could ha use dyes like the existing sets in the game can't use dyes but each profession has a specific cloth set leather set mail set and plate set or more than one that can use the dye system like and a blank would, template yeah exactly and that would encourage people not only to make the sets it would also encourage them to make the dyes and it would you know oh, add man there'd transmog. be a synergy going on between exactly. like crafting and inscription all together and transmog collectors ah oh. see that'd on. be great I, I see. You say that that would be great, but all I can think of is all the stuff I'd have to do to get these sets. Yeah, I know. So, but that's okay because it's like it's again. Happening. The other thing is, it's a gold sink, which I don't. I don't. A make lot of people are floating around with a lot of gold. So, I'm, I'm not one of those people. <laughs> so, I'm for me, this is around. going to be how. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I think that there are solutions to that. There are solutions that they could look at. The problem is, and this is a problem that. It, it just it seems like this pervasive thing that happens with every new cool customization toy they introduce. Like they introduced the barbershop, right? So that you could change your hairstyle. That was great, except they only ever came out with that handful of hairstyles and that's it. They haven't given us any new ones since then. 
And even with the model revamp, we really didn't get any new hairstyles out of the bargain. I think we got like maybe a handful. Um, and that's one of those things where it's like, I would love to be able to give my character, like if they stuck that into one of these little tiny patches where they're like, okay, we're going to do this and this. And here, here's another couple brawlers, guild bosses or whatever. Oh, and here's 10 new hairstyles at the barber shop. Everybody would be happy with that. I don't yeah. know a single person who would be unhappy with, with suddenly having more hairstyles to choose from. That That's cool. People are all for that. It's the same thing with transmog, right? They introduce transmogs that you can easily make your gear look like other gear and open up this whole world of customization, but they limit it. They throw in these arbitrary limits. Like you can you can use all leather except for that one there because we don't think that you should transmog that because it looks silly. It's like, what? Yeah, I really isn't that hate part of the point of customization is just making us look let 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 us look how we want to look. Is if it's silly, okay, it's silly. See, the silly thing doesn't bother me so much as the stuff like I said, the stuff they introduce they they don't introduce in the first place. Yeah, like, something that's bothered me forever is if you ever go to Olduvar and you're running Olduvar, at one point you get to the room on the way to Vizax, and there's a whole bunch of Rikel dudes standing around being like Rikel there. Uh, and they have a two-handed sword that is only available to them. It is a great model. And it has been driving me out of my mind oh, for close to seven years now. Because yeah. I every week I see these guys and they have that sword and I can't get it. Wasn't there like a whole set of like data mine models that never actually yes, got used? Exactly. There's like tons of stuff in Old War. There was like one handed swords, two handed swords. Um, there was a dagger that like pulsated. There's all sorts of stuff. I remember that. that. It looked cool. There's all sorts of stuff that just never made it live. I mean, it, except it did for NPCs. Yeah. NPCs got it. There was one there was one mace that came in with Alduar that actually turned out to be the Quell Delar mace. The one you get if you were a mace user, because you obviously wouldn't get Quell Delar because it was a sword. Like your druid could get this pillar mace and that, that was that mace. And everyone Okay, was but like, my point my point no, is point it's, No no no, I had, I didn't finish my point. My point is they introduced this transmog system and allowed people to go ahead and, you know, make their gear look like other gear. And so we could go back in all of those old like vanilla models, Burning Crusade clown suit models, what have you. We could mix and match those and make them look like various sets of clothing, right? It was perfect. It worked great. And now every subsequent armor set that they've come out with has been bland and boring and there's no variety. Like all of the green sets that you run into while you're leveling through an expansion, they all look the same, basically. Or it's like, you know, a slight variation on the same model. Or it's the same model with just a slightly different color palette. There's no... Nothing looks really exciting anymore. Nothing looks like something that I would want to mix and match. Like, the vanilla, you know, you can argue all you want. And I will... I'm right there with you. We all look like just... We look like clowns. We look like rejects from the Ringling Barnum and Bailey. We Circus rejects, right? Throughout vanilla and throughout Burning Crusade, because nothing matched. But then once we got to Wrath of the Lich King, everything got real matchy matchy, where it all blended together. Well, that's great and everything if that's your only choice to wear. But if you've got this like giant customization system, you know what I mean? Give us the clown suits again. It's okay because we can make them work now. We could totally make yeah. them work with Transmog. And then the other thing that's bothering me is that as a role player, 
I was used to leveling through Burning Crusade and Wrath of the Lich King. And I'd go through and I'd look at my quest choices, like my reward choices. Sometimes I didn't want the leather gear. Sometimes I wanted the cloth dress because it was really pretty and I wanted to put my character in it. And I didn't care. Oh, you can't have that option now, can you? No, you don't get that option anymore because everything that drops for you is specifically for your class. So if... Right. Right. So I don't even see any of the cloth anymore. I don't see any of the pretty cloth anymore. I don't get an option for the pretty cloth anymore. And it's kind of frustrating. Yeah. See, as a cloth person, I mean, that's the only set I have available. I didn't even think of that. But Yeah. um, Anecdote. I have on the stream open the one boss that I'm talking about with the priest tier six. Uh-huh. That has the, it's the color that we can't get. And I really like this color set. Um, but that also reminded me the. Oh, the black and gray. Yeah, I see it. Yeah. The okay. Sargeras raid is supposed to be based off of tier six armor sets. Kind of reminiscent of that. And I'm hoping I'm hoping we get some really cool stuff out of that okay. since we're on the topic of transmog. But, but Rossi, I mean, that has to apply to you, too. Because it does because you know they switch. One of the weird things even they the did weapon was, models. There was a wider variety of weapon models back in the earlier. Well, yeah, but some of them were you know terrible. But yeah, um, but a lot of thing, them were really good, and they were all visually distinct. Well, it's it's the weird thing about that is that because because of quest stuff. Here, here's an example of something that I don't know if people know about. When they put in the wardrobe, one of the things they did was they went through and checked off what quests you'd done. Now, because I had a character who's basically been playing i've one of my characters has been in this game forever he's my original character and i played him with with race changing and so forth but i played him straight through until i stopped raiding you know hardcore uh you and i raided and i was on that character yeah as a result he's done a ton of quests and the, the wardrobe brought in all the stuff that you know all the plate and all the weapons from every quest he'd ever done that he could possibly use which includes daggers and staves and ranged weapons because I can equip those. So on the one hand, I was thrilled because I have all this stuff that I ne- didn't even have. I never even got a chance to pick, you know, or didn't pick because, you know, obviously I was going to take the upgrade over like the staff I was never going to use. All that stuff went to the wardrobe and that was great. But then they turned stuff that I'd worn into plate instead of mail. Yeah. Like oh, of- yeah. And as a result of this, I had the complete green iron set when I was a warrior. Like, and now it's up. green iron mail. I thought Still they mail. were supposed to have fixed that. No, no, no. The, the green iron mail was always mail, and they left it mail. They didn't change it to plate. So now my warrior can't use it. Oh, my warrior no. cannot transmog to the green iron set. I can transmog some pieces of mail turned into plate. Some pieces didn't. And they it's very much, it's like based on stats that they can have. But if I had a ton of green mail, green pieces, like as in not, not the green color, they were green quality that I had saved. And I'd use them. I'd worn them when I was levels one through forty, because that's you know you know what I mean. Like that's that was the that was my gear. Until you hit level forty and could turn on plate, you couldn't use you you, you use mail. So I had all that stuff in the bank. And when the system came up, I, now it's useless. And I don't even I can't even like learn it. I've oh, got because it all, it's soulbound because you were using it before. It's all soulbound. It's all in my it's in my bank. I can't learn it. I can't send it to a character who could learn it. So, someone so in chat is saying you can report that as a bug and they'll add another plate version, which might take I, some time, but you could always try reporting it. I don't think you can do that for the green iron set because they very deliberately didn't turn it to plate. Yeah. They, you know, that's that's a decision they made. Yeah. It's not a bug. This is what they decided to leave it mail. So uh, what I would like is that they let my hunter use it because I wore all that gear. You know what I mean? It's soul bound. If it's soul bound, I feel like it should be learned. 
Uh, and I you might be able to. I don't know. Like if you put in a ticket, but, but yeah, very, it it they, is an it is annoying for stuff like that. They very deliberately did a thing where they made like you know you can only unlock gear that's the kind of gear that you use, and they they made it like so hunters start in mail now, and warriors start in plate now. Can we talk about how I have Chan's Imperial robes, which you can't get off of the rare mob that I got them off of back in Burning Crusade? Um, and they're soul bound to me, but they're cloth robes that are soul bound to my rogue, so they won't actually oh. be added to my wardrobe. Yeah, that's, that's kind <laughs> of stuff. Like, no. <laughs> On the one hand, I love the wardrobe because it gave me all three whirlwind weapons, which are the original warrior quest weapons that you can't Absolutely. get. Absolutely. Like the wardrobe, don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking the wardrobe. The wardrobe is great. It just needs work. And I feel like they need they need to figure out, do they want to give us customization or not? Because it's like they give us customization to a point, and that point always feels arbitrary, it's, it's and the, it's frustrating. It's a garrison problem. Yeah, it's I not as bad. Yeah, I understand the concept of not wanting people to look silly, but then I go back and look at what I was wearing when I was actually raiding. In Burning the, Crusade. No, no, no. I'm talking when I was in raid gear. Oh, yeah. Back in, in vanilla? Gear, vanilla. Huh. The I, it was yeah. awful. <laughs> I, I had... Like I had, I, I'm not even talking optimal the book. warrior. No, it wasn't even a tier set, Mitch. Like optimal warrior set back in vanilla. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a skittle. Yes. Let's just say it. I was walking skittles. I had walking a walking plate skittle. I had a purple helmet, red shoulders, a bug chest, a belt that looked like I, I, you know, cinched somebody's like you know Miss America sash around my waist. Uh, my pants were like day glow, and my boots were pink. <laughs> Uh, and then you strapped on a nice tabar to complete this illusion. It was like tabard. Yeah, and, and whatever weapon you had, like, was usually like I had sulfurous, so I was swinging a day glow orange hammer around at people. <laughs> I looked like a rave happening to you. He looked like a rave happening to you, and that was the best gear that a warrior could get. Yeah. It was like, DPS. you know, this was, this was your DPS set. It was, it was like, you know, you weren't going to wear your tier set. The funny, part, the funny part was it wasn't just that it looked like a plate Skittle. It was that any warrior worth their salt that wanted to do DPS, good DPS had to look like that. Like they, yep. there were multiple people who looked like the plate Skittle because that was the only. We seriously yeah. looked like a Power Rangers team. In the it was awful. <laughs> It's like, like if, the, if five okay. of you get together, do you make a really big lion? <laughs> well, well so, see, and, and this is what made, you know, we're totally on tangents here, but this is what made tier gear stick out so much in vanilla and why people, you know, are like, yeah. oh, I want epics to mean something. It's because all the other gear looked like crap. If someone was in tier gear, you knew they were in tier gear because they were the, the only part, person with matching stuff. Yeah, and the funny part now is that with the transmog system, I don't go after tier gear anymore. Like I don't put tier sets together anymore. I mix and match and make my own stuff out yeah. of the various pieces that are available. The reason that people coveted that tier gear back in vanilla and burning crusade is because it was the only thing you could wear that matched and also worked for you. Oh, plus yeah. some of it was just neat looking. Some I of mean, it was, bad. it looked good. It looked good and it had great stats. But, and uh, now you don't need the great stats anymore to look good. You just need templates that look good. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't. It's, this was like a big old tangent conversation. I'm sorry, Thrandwolf. Yeah, and now but we have. If it's, it's any like consolation, if we, if it's any consolation, we agree with you. White leather 
should be a thing that ha- white plate is that's a, the thing that started this question every yeah. everything all of these things we think that they should be a thing um yeah we've only got a couple of minutes left but i really 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 want to skip down to this question here because honestly i feel like all three of us have talked about this guy enough on the live streams that i i really i just want to like touch on this briefly okay um and this is from methus methus from Airy Peak, U.S., My server. who says, This is a question about what Blizzard should do about Odin. I've been Dungeon Master in several pen and paper RPGs, and one situation I've faced repeatedly is when players don't respond to NPCs the way I hope they will. Sometimes I create an NPC that in my head is really cool, but something goes wrong, usually on my part, when I introduce the NPC, and the players don't like the NPC. As a Dungeon Master, I'm faced with a difficult situation about how to handle that NPC. Blizzard has the same problem with Odin. Blizzard clearly thought Odin was really cool, but the player reaction, in my view, is that Odin is generally viewed as a jerk. And we all three agree with this, right? He's a jerk. Straight up yeah, jerk. Okay. And annoying. The question is being answered. So oh, Mesu says, so how do you think Blizzard should handle Odin going forward? It seems to me that there's three options. Number one, double down and keep trying to push Odin as a cool character. Number two, silently drop Odin as a character, see Madon. Number three, roll with the player reaction and make a storyline where Odin realizes he's been a jerk and tries to reform. What do you think? All right. I, <laughs> I'm going breath. to say things now about Odin. Okay. Odin, I have already compared Odin to the annoying manager at a TJ Maxx who is constantly over my, me, the assistant manager's shoulders, because that's what he does in the Warrior Class Hall. He's just there all the time. Okay, but we don't want to talk about that. No, no, no. What we no, want no, to just... talk about is how can we make Odin acceptable? Here's, here's, the, the, here's my thing on Odin. Everything, the reason that he doesn't work, the reason that we have a problem with him, is that if you objectively look at him, he's wrong. There's no way around it. He did a – his daughter, his adoptive daughter came to him and said, Dad, this is a crazy thing you want to do. I really don't think you should do it. And his response to that was to kill her. And force her and, to do it. And raise her into, an, uh, into a kind of quasi-undead state and make her do it. The thing that she hated and didn't want to do. And it's like, did, did he not – like anybody who's ever had a kid knows that if your kid comes to you and says, I hate this and I don't want to do it, and you immediately force them to do it, you are going to have a fight. That's where you're going with this. So there's Odin in a nutshell. Can Number one, the double down thing, isn't going to work. Never going to get people to like Odin because most players don't even care about the, the, the Hellia thing. Most people don't like Odin for one very simple reason. They've all had to prove their worth to Odin 60 freaking times. Mm-hmm. And they're going to have to keep continuing to prove their worth because apparently he just doesn't – he has he has the attention span of a fly and like, he just you know, doesn't remember. Every week you have to go in there and prove your worth if you want to go kill the other people. And yeah. worse is a warrior too because yeah. like, as a warrior, I've, I've had to prove my worth to Odin so many freaking times at this point. I, I feel like the guy should have my name tattooed on his face. You're my champion, but I still need you to prove your worth to me. Yeah, it's it's very irritating. Um, but there's So that's right there. That's the reason 95% of the player base don't like him. And then warriors don't like him for a lot of other reasons. And then lore people don't like him for a lot of other reasons. But So one isn't going to work. Two, I don't think they'll – I think they'll basically do to Odin what they do to everybody once the next expansion comes along. And that he just won't really be a presence – like, I mean, think I'm about happy it. With that. We didn't see Ulduar again until just now. 
Like the old war characters didn't come back. We didn't have Thorim showing up. Like, well, I see it every week, but that's because I go Thorim, back. Thorim, my lord. Yeah, you, th- th- my point. I is remember you in the mountains. Every time you do that, I remember uh, that guy from our raid doing that. Oh, in yes. the mountains. Christelle. Christelle yes. would do that every week. Yeah. In but, the and, mountains. But so I think that's where he's going to go. I think we're going to see number two. Number three, I don't think they'll do because the idea of Odin displaying that kind of self-awareness kind of makes me giggle. Like the idea that Odin would recognize his own Odin. Odin was so up his own butt that when presented by Tyr with the dragon aspects was like, what are these things going to do that we can't do? Yeah. um, The whole reason that the halls of valor exists is because he threw a temper tantrum when Tyr dared suggest that anyone, but his soldiers could protect Azeroth. Yeah. If, if Odin ever realized he's a jerk, it wouldn't be realizing he's a jerk. It would be, nobody likes me, and then just pouting on his throne. It, he wouldn't reform. He would just pout and be upset about it. Um, honestly, I I hope they just drop him. If anything, like the, the only way I, they could mitigate him in my eyes now is that he just kind of shows up to help you every now and then and just doesn't talk. Like Honestly, I'd like him to go out. I'd like him to, like, when the legions come into Azeroth, he gets killed. That oh, would be yeah, no, I, I mean, if, if that's how they, you know, fade him out, I'd be even happier with Let that. Let him make a heroic sacrifice and but die. I, I don't want him to become, like, he's already on Malfurion's level of annoying, and if he sticks around through more expansions, uh, can't do it. Just have him go to the broken shores and tangle with the wrong thing, and then we loot him, and he drops something really great. Protect me! I've proven myself. I've proven myself to myself, who is the only person that I need to prove anything to I'm great. Seriously, even even Thorum and and Hodir didn't like this guy. <laughs> they just came they came back because he had a magic horn that they had to listen to. Yeah. yeah. Thorum's Thorum literally calls him dad. Like he's he, yeah. he's Thorum's dad, but we already know how he is with his kids. Odin also. Hell yes. If he doesn't like what you say to him, see Shadow Priests. He just kills you. Like as, yeah. as a little bonus thing, he'll just kill Shadow Priests if they say something to piss him off. Yeah, I just. Okay, now I like him a little better. <laughs> I just. I, I feel like as far as Odin goes, the only way to give us any kind of like satisfaction for the people who don't really care for him is to actually do the thing that I hate that they do where they turn him evil and then we have to kill him because that would that be here. very satisfying to me yeah. is like, oh, loot, loot the God. Mm, I bet you he's got some good loot. See, Maybe cool he's carrying all the white gear that we don't have. <laughs> I'd just be I'd be totally happy with him going out like uh, Noroshen did, where there's a big fight and he shows up and provides us some buffs and then he dies. Yeah. You know, I'm totally OK with that. He, I don't he think he totally wouldn't do that, though. That's not in character. Can I can see think. him doing it. I can see him doing it because the one thing I will give Odin credit on is that he did beat the Black Empire. Yes. He did set out. You know, he was the guy who stepped up during that fight and led them when nobody else could do it. And it's even mentioned in Chronicle that everybody else was like, we can't possibly win this. And Odin stepped up and said, nope, we're going to win it. So I'll give Odin that. I will give Odin the credit that, I don't know, 50,000 years ago, however, whenever it was, he stepped up and led properly. Millennia ago, he did, then, he did the thing and it was great. Since then, his head has been up his own pocket. Yep. Well, 
I think that pretty much wraps us up for emails here. Um, I'm sorry we didn't get to more of them. It's okay. We'll carry some over to next week. It's all good. If you send us an email and it didn't get answered, chances are we'll be answering it next week. So just tune in then. Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzardwatch. And your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ads-free site experience. Thank you very much. Uh, this has been Blizzard Watch Podcast. If you have an email for the podcast, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com. Uh, again, put Blizzard Watch in the title. That makes it easier for us to know you're sending it to this podcast. Uh, I'm Matt Rossi. I've been the host. Thank you guys very much. Uh, we will be here next week, so please tune in then. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.